Welcome in, everybody. Welcome to the First Seed Fantasy Podcast. Uh, I am Kyle Krajewski, joined by Mike Del Corso and then Zach Cole over there on the end. Uh, welcome, fellas. Uh, welcome to another week of some chat and fantasy football. How are you? Doing good. Doing all right. Great. Yeah, we're here. Love to hear. Oh, yeah. We're here. We're chatting, and I love to hear it. All right. So... While we're chatting, uh, if you're tuning in on YouTube, you can see we will be running through a we were running through a quick PPR mock draft, but that's not the priority of this video or this podcast. This is strictly we're talking fantasy. Um, but today on our docket, we're talking basically the guys we are not leaving drafts without. Some of our favorite targets, uh, guys that we are claiming as. I, I want to say my guys, but kind of our our draft needs is kind of what I'm going to call it. Our draft needs are guys we're going into draft rooms and basically saying, I need this guy or I'm going to be very upset with my draft. Um, but before we jump into that, just a few news uh, and hype from training camp uh, as that is actively taking place. Uh, Tom Brady's back after his temporary temporary vacation uh i think it was uh, kind of reported that he went to the bahamas with giselle and family um i don't know if you guys believe that but i think my favorite report is that he's actually on the next uh masked singer and that's why he didn't know when he'd come back (laughs) but (laughs) i want i want to know what you guys think about all this no, nah, that's that's a good one. The mass singer, that would be an interesting one for sure. Um, I don't know. With Brady Man, I feel like he was just relaxing. You know, it's his last year of football ever. He he wasn't gonna go sweat and go through the training camp period. So uh I bet you he was in the Bahamas just relaxing, you know. Yeah, uh, I mean, can 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 we blame the guy? Like, I mean, he's you know, uh, he's he's the greatest quarterback of all time and and I think it just speaks to how how much Bruce Arians must trust. Oh well, no, it's no longer Bruce Arians, is it? It's uh, Todd who Bowles. is it? Byron, Byron? Oh, is it Todd? I'm sorry, it's Todd Bowles. What am I talking about? Um, I, I, it just goes to so much show how much the um uh, that whole organization just trusts him to do what he needs to do and to be able to win games uh, starting you know in in two weeks from now. So um, I, I think it's just kind of remarkable that that they trust him that much. Yeah, it's not surprising. I feel like with Brady, how much more training camp do you really need? Uh, <laughs> and I think that was kind of the best way I saw it was like, well, like how how does this guy, how much training camp does this guy really need? Like he can afford that vacation. Like, yeah, it stinks that it's training camp that he's taking this vacation. But at the same time, who's saying no to him taking whenever, whatever time he needs to take off? But exactly. All right. Enough about Brady. I think we've talked about him enough, which is only like a minute. Uh, Baker Mayfield finally named the uh, Panther starter. Uh, it took them probably too long to finally do this. I think they really care for Sam Darnold's feelings, maybe a little bit too much. But as our resident Panthers fan, Zach, I want I want your thoughts on this. 
Well, I think my favorite part of this whole story is that uh, Sam Darnold came out and said that he was really upset and really disappointed that he didn't win the starting job. I mean, like the, the guy sucked for the Panthers last year. There's no like nice way to put it. He was horrible. Um, he started off hot. I think they started out four and zero. And I distinctly remember telling Mike, I was, I was telling him, I was like, nope, the Panthers are for real. This is their year. They're gonna be good. And uh, that crashed and burned horribly. So. Um, yeah, I'm happy with Baker Mayfield. I think Baker, uh, some of that Cleveland curse finally got into his system and, and really pulled down his time in Cleveland. He was building a good thing and it just kind of started to crash and burn eventually. Um, but I do believe he's a winner and I think that he's going to bring some fire and some intensity to a Panther squad that let's face it. The last time they had that on the team was that 2015 year when cam cam was MVP for him and he was out for blood and they just played with energy week in and week out. And I think. Uh, you know, not to not to be um, over. I, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is. Over excited about this, but you know, I I think that we could see a couple wins out of a team that people don't really expect a lot out of if if they can play behind Baker's energy. So I I love seeing him in the starter. Yeah, I like it too. I think it's going to be a very very nice upgrade for two guys in particular, DJ Moore. Um, and McCaffrey. I, I think it's going to be a huge bump for both of them. Um, Baker kind of just gives me the sense that he's that quarterback that kind of knows he knows what his limits are. He knows his skill set, and the guy just wants to win. He kind of rubs off on me that way, that he's just a competitor and, and he wants to win. So, um, I, I, And I think that Panthers offense, they know exactly what they're doing. CMC should see right around 100 targets again this year. Um, and I feel like they're going to make it work. It's definitely going to be an upgrade from what they had last year, without a doubt. You could even argue two years ago as well, um, as Zach had to sit through some of those terrible, terrible seasons. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's an upgrade. I think it's going to be fun to watch this year. Um, and I think it's a huge bump for DJ Moore and McCaffrey. Let me yeah. let me ask you guys real quick. Do, where slot the uh, the nfc south teams for me just real quick oh like rank them here Bay. okay uh can we all agree bucks are probably going to win the division yeah uh yeah yeah I, we could say that yep okay I'd and go. then you have saints falcons and panthers give me the saints at two i'd agree okay uh, somehow they went nine and eight last season i think they kind of float around that same area okay and then okay. Panthers. Um, I'd go Panthers three. Exactly. Panthers yeah. three and and Falcons four. Falcons four. Okay. All right. I'm with you guys. Um. I I think that I think the Panthers could wind up stealing a game or two for maybe the Buccaneers or the Saints, but I don't think it'll be enough to push them into, um, even really a wild card spot. I think they're still going to wind up somewhere in the seven and ten range or the six and eleven range, but it'll be an improvement from last year. I think. I think it's pretty easy to improve on. A five and twelve season. I mean, I say this as just a regular guy, but I think with the bump in quarterback to Mayfield, although small, it's it's important. I think that bump is enough to kind of push them a little bit closer to five hundred, mm-hmm. uh, and that's kind of what we'll see. I think he'll be able to utilize this offense a little bit better than what we've seen. And man, I'm excited to see some healthy McCaffrey. <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely. Please, please, we need a healthy McCaffrey season so those fantasy leagues are uh, looking real good again. I would love to see that. Let's get into it, fellas. This is our 2022 
must draft players. These are the guys that we are entering drafts, basically amped to see on the draft board and pick them. Uh, not to say you're molding your draft strategy again around these guys, but these are guys that you're like anxiously waiting every single draft, every single mock draft, that they'll make it to you and you can take them. Um, now, before I kick this off to our own individual one, we have to say we have to give huge props to our our first seed as a whole uh, must draft player. I think we fight over him every single mock that we're in. And that's Michael Pittman. We big Michael Pittman fan, Pittman fans here at first seed offices. Uh, can't get enough of him. I think he's taken way too early in all of our mocks. But in reality, I think we're all taking him at where he deserves to be drafted. Uh, he is, let's see, being drafted as the wide receiver 13. And I think we all have him ranked at wide receiver 11, which isn't its not a crazy jump. But in the grand scheme of things, that's uh, five, six picks in a draft. And that is plenty Plenty to just kind of add a value. Uh, get this guy. We love Pittman. Um, so I, you guys can add on to this, but I think I speak for all of us in that Pittman is our guy. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to bet against him. I can't really find many reasons to not take him where he's being drafted. Um, Pittman's kind of that guy that even from last year, you kind of got the sense that he was coming on the scene and, and he was going to be a big name in that offense. And even with JT being the focal point, um, essentially, I think Pittman's, he's due for another big year. Quarterback upgrade, um, there's rumors that they don't even have to rely on JT as, as much anymore. And I think largely that comes from Matt Ryan actually being a capable quarterback of running that offense, which, to be honest, it was just a play-action offense. It didn't seem like there was much to it, but Carson Wentz was struggling a little bit over there. So um, I, I think this is a huge upgrade for him. I'm excited for Pittman. And like I said, give me a reason not to draft Pittman, you know? Um, that's kind of something like I can't get my head around finding that reason there. So I'm all in on Pittman this year. Yeah, I'm I'm just going to pile onto the story here. He was uh, fantastic last year. There were only about three or four weeks where you were truly disappointed with what he gave you. Um, week one against Seattle, 5.9 points, uh, week six against Houston, believe it or not, um, 5.8 points, uh, week 11 against Buffalo, 4.3 and week 15, he put up a 1.7 against new England. So he is easily, I think going to be a wide receiver one this year. Um, I feel, I think all of us, as Kyle mentioned, we have him, uh, consensus as our wide receiver 11. So we all feel pretty good that he'll finish within that wide receiver one range and where you're taking him, you are effectively taking him as a low end wide receiver one or a high end wide receiver two. You can see here on our board, he went one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, roughly 17th wide receiver off the board. So you're taking him as a wide receiver too. Um, and if you compare him with a guy like, you know, Stefan Diggs or Devonte Adams or Jamar Chase, a guy who's going to be a bona fide one, you're you could essentially end up with two two easy wide receiver ones on your roster. So I think that that just alone speaks to why we have him as a uh, as a my guy this season um, or a must draft this season for us. Um, and and all of us are on board with the same thing. We're going to be battling each other to to draft him in in each of our different leagues. So yeah, be careful. I'm prepared to reach for the guy. 
but <laughs> 105 gone. Michael Pittman. <laughs> Be careful. Taking him before Cup and Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be wild. That would but be wild. Moving on. Uh I'm gonna I'll kick this off uh as my as my must draft player. Uh and it's kind of a recent development. It's weird because you kind of jump into the start of like draft season, you're just like, all right, yeah, I like these guys. But then kind of as you draft and you mock, you're just like, oh, this guy I'm kind of kind of vibing with. Uh, and for me, that was tight end Kyle Pitts. And I know it's a little crazy to have the tight end three as a as a must draft player. But a lot of people kind of see these early tight ends as like a very like stay away from if you really want to find value. But I honestly think personally, Kyle Pitts is kind of that huge value you can find in round three. I I. I think he just has huge, huge upside that you can't find in that round. Uh, I mean, except for Michael Pittman. But either way, I think it's just one of those one of those things you can go into any week and just have your star tight end. And you know, you you'll if you face you go into a matchup and you just kind of have like the tenth best tight end, and you're going up against. A, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, or Kyle Pitts, you're just like, immediately, you're already like, ah, I'm a little scared. Uh, You kind of feel like you're fighting an uphill battle at that position. So kind of like, I've fallen in love with that early tight end strategy, and I think it's because of Kyle Pitts. So because of that, he's a a big must-draft guy for me. Uh, Currently going, as I said, the tight end three, but last year he was the tight end six as a rookie. And this year, he kind of jumps into an offense where he will probably be the only option. I mean, Drake London's in line for a huge year, too. But I think the two of them can very much coexist. And we've got Mariota at the helm, for the start at least, who was very much able to provide Delaney Walker a few years ago with a top five tight end season. So it's not like it's not out of the range of possibilities for Mariota to provide this kind of kind of season for a player. So I don't know. I'm amped about Kyle Pitts, and I feel like I might be the only one here. I think one of the biggest concerns is is Marcus Mariota um, pulling Kyle Pitts down. And Kyle, that was exactly the point that I was focusing on. Um, I went back and looked at 2016 and 2017, which were the two years that um, Marcus Mariota was essentially the guy in Tennessee. And in 2016, he managed to get the ball to um, Delaney Walker for the tune of 800 yards and seven touchdowns uh, on 65 receptions, which is a, a pretty good season. You know, and, and I think we can all agree Delaney Walker is not the caliber of wide receiver or tight end that Kyle Pitts is. And then in 27, he repeated that same uh, that same kind of volume. Um, let me see where he hit Delaney Walker for 807 yards. Now the touchdowns dropped off. He only had three that year. Um, but it, it looks like passing. Well, that was the year that I, I believe Marcus or uh, Derek Henry just kind of started to take over the um, the offense. So, you know, it, it's I think Marcus Mariota is extremely capable of getting the ball to, let's say, one receiver and one receiver consistently. And luckily for him, you know, maybe not so luckily for Drake London, who's still going to be trying to find his footing in this offense. But Kyle Pitts is that guy. They, they, he has to feed him. He's he's open consistently, as we've seen from the, the preseason hype videos. He's he's just 
uh, people call him the, the unicorn because he is so special for his position. So um, I, I love, I really do. I love Kyle Pitts. Kyle, I'm with you. Um, I, I'm not a huge fan of the early tight end strategy, which is funny because I just did that here. Um, but I, I'm personally not just because I think that there's a, a drop off and I prefer to get that value at other positions early. But I, I do love Kyle Pitts this year. Yeah, and, and I'm going to just add on as well. Kind of all the concerns that you kind of pointed out, uh, Zach, my biggest concern is just Mariota for him. Um, but I, I do love the position he's in. He, athletically, he's probably uh, right there as the most athletic tight end in the league with, I would say, Kittle at this point, um, and even Waller in that category as well. Um, but the guy's just a freak. It seems like based off of training camp news and what the coaches are saying that he really is going to be the focal point this year. Um, they're going to do everything they can to get him the ball. Um, I know Drake London is also dealing with a, an early injury, even though he should be ready to go for week one. Um, so all signs are pointing to that this guy is going to have 150 targets this year and he's just going to go wild with that team. And what do they have to lose? They're not going to be a winning team. They're not a playoff team. They're going to get the hand, uh, the ball in the hands of their best guy, and they're going to go from there. I think so. I'm all, I'm all on board the hype train for Kyle Pitts. I think his ADP in the third round is warranted this year more than it was last year. Um, as a rookie coming in, he was being drafted in the early third, and um, I like him this year in the early third a lot better. Anywhere in the third, fourth round. Fourth, fifth round, you're you're kind of hitting a gold mine there, um, but he should be going right around there, and I would be on board as well if he was available. Thank you, gentlemen, for agreeing with me. But <laughs> I'll move to uh, Zach's must draft player, and I'll let him kind of introduce him. All right, so I'm going to start off in a little different light here. All right, I'm going to present to you guys a player that last season scored more rushing touchdowns. Than Dalvin Cook had more rushing yards than Lamar Jackson and had more passing yards than Russell Wilson. Uh, those are three, in my opinion, pretty impressive guys to have beat each individually. If I'm talking about is Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts was very, very solid in terms of fantasy football last year. He might not have translated necessarily into wins for the Eagles as they came in at what I think they were nine and eight last season. Um, but he, I think we've seen already through the preseason, has taken immense steps forwards with the offense. He's added on to his his weapon uh, arsenal. He added AJ Brown. Um, not to mention they they hold or they shirt up some of the holes on the offensive line um, and picking up guys like Cam Jurgens and um, some other guys through free agency. So I am all in on Jalen Hurts this year. I I find myself taking him in every single draft. Um, he has a price range or a price tag of about the sixth round right now, which for me, I'm comfortable um, grabbing him in that range, especially because I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the term, the running back dead zone. But between rounds, uh, I believe it's rounds four, five, six and seven. Um, it might just be four, five, six. But those are is that's typically the area where people try to go hands off of the running backs that fall in that zone because they tend to be really unreliable. They tend to be extremely volatile. And a lot of times they never finish within the top 24 at the position. So um, in, in this draft, you can see here, Kyle, if you could pause for a second, just so I can uh, take a look here. Um, but you see guys like Cam Akers or Travis Etienne or um, Brees Hall, J.K. Dobbins, Antonio Gibson, Josh Jacobs. 
Um, those guys are all falling within that running back dead zone. But that sweet spot is where you can actually, you know, turn heel and you can take a top end quarterback like Jalen Hurts. So if you were to start your draft with maybe running back, running back, then receiver, 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 and Jalen Hurts, or maybe you throw a tight end in there somewhere, I love the start to my draft where I'm ending up with a top end quarterback, two or three top end running backs, two or three top end receivers. I feel like my team is good to go. So I love Jalen Hurts' draft price this year. I love his outlook this year. Um, I, I love his comfort with the offense. I think he is just poised to have a monstrous year. And I think this this time next season, we're going to be talking about him as one of those top three um, quarterbacks in the uh, the fantasy draft space. So I'm all in on Jalen Hurts. He is my guy for 2022. As a Jalen Hurts owner last season, I had him on kind of my primary roster. He was the best. I could not... I, you weren't disappointed in anything that that man provided you. I think I'm looking at the list right now. He had three games, four games under 20 points. And that is all you ask for, for a, for a fantasy quarterback. And I, it was crazy. I remember throughout the season last year, it was like all in, all until like week 12, he was the only quarterback with, all but one weeks as a QB one, like being a top 12 quarterback. And that was incredible. So it was so comforting to have that QB one locked and loaded into your lineup. And I think you're going to get a lot of that this season. And you add in AJ Brown into the mix and his passing yards and opportunities are just going to skyrocket. And I'm excited for him too. Yeah, this is this is going to be a huge year for him. He he I he has all the opportunity in the world to kind of take this leap now um with AJ Brown coming onto the scene. So, I mean, again, another guy. By the way, guys, great great first two my guys because there is not an argument in the world that you could really have against these guys at this moment. Um the ADP's right, the position's right. Everything's kind of just falling into place for these guys. So, yeah, Jalen Hurts, the dual threat with another wide receiver weapon. Um, I'm I'm really excited, and, and I think it's going to be a huge bump for everybody on that team this year having AJ Brown there, um, like Dallas Goddard. I think Smith is even going to have a very nice role this year, um, and, and I think it's going to open up some things for the running backs as well. Um, not Miles Sanders, who we are very down on, but. Yeah, I'm I'm all on board on the Hertz train. I think this is another great my guy. Um, and the price tag right now is is pretty damn cheap for what we have him ranked at. So I'm all in on Hertz. Kyle, let me just chime in on on uh, AJ Brown real quick. I think we're all kind of quick to forget how dominant AJ Brown is as well because he finished as the wide receiver 32 last year. Um, it was a bad, bad year. If you drafted him, you, you hated it. But if you look back when he was healthy. I mean, the guy was just a freak. He put up 21, 22, 27, 20, you know, 16, 25, like consistently, 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 consistently. And that was in an offense that prioritized running the ball. So think of an offense now where Nick Sirianni likes to throw the ball. So uh, think of that offense with with a guy like A.J. Brown. I, I'm, I'm ecstatic. I, I think he is going to do great things. Um, and I think that that's going to translate into great things for Jalen Hurts as well. Big time, big time. I think last year, 
kind of tainted people's view on AJ Brown just because he had a little bit of food poisoning, but I think he's back and ready for a huge year. Mike, you've got a fun one here. Let's hear uh let's hear your must draft player this season. Yeah, so my 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 guy um love the price tag on him right now. It's a receiver and he's going right where Zach just mentioned that running back dead zone is. Um and this is kind of a sweet spot for receivers and it's Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is going to be my guy this year. This is a guy that has been consistent no matter what, not only on the Texans for the past two years, but his entire career. Um, You look at what he did with Deshaun's last year in Houston. Um, I have it here in front of me. He was the wide receiver 16. And then following that last year um, with that Texans team that everybody knew they weren't a playoff team, most likely we're going to be the worst in the league, which they were pretty close to, if I believe them. Um, and, and this is just a guy that showed out. He scored 0.2 points less than he did with Deshaun Watson this year. And to me, that shows me two things, that the Texans have a plan for him. The Texans are going to make him the number one guy, no matter what, in that offense. And two, the guy is pretty damn good. And And we were talking before the show as well, there's always been this narrative around Cooks that he's injury prone um, and, and he gets a lot of concussions, and that's just not true. You, you look at what he's done in his career. The guy has played in almost every single game every year of his career. Um, his worst year fantasy-wise came in 2019 when he was playing with the Rams. Um, he didn't play the full season. He played 14 games, which is the least amount of games he's ever played in a year, which really isn't bad. Um, and definitely does kind of cancels him out of that injury prone kind of conversation. Um, but that was the worst year of his career. And, and other than that, just the consistency that he brings is absolutely unbelievable. Um, if you pull up his game log from last year as well, he had very few games under 10 points. And when it was, it was things like 9.7 in week four, um, 7.1, 8.4, things like that. And then on top of his boom weeks, which uh, have it right here. He had four weeks above 20 points and another four above 15. Um, so the consistency is there. He has that boom capability, that kind of X factor capability where he can give you 20 high 20s, 30s any given week. Um, the guy's super consistent. He's got a nice price tag. He was wide receiver 20 last year, and he's actually being drafted as the wide receiver 20 this year. Um, which puts him right in that fourth, fifth round conversation. So I love the price tag. He's been consistent his whole career. He's on a team that's going to be bad and is going to have to throw the ball again. He's the number one option on that team. And uh, as we mentioned, every uh, every show, it seems like, we're, we all kind of like uh, long neck Davis Mills, man. He, he's kind of the guy over there. So we got some trust in him. Uh, I believe in him again for this year. I think, if anything, he just takes another leap. Um, and that team most likely will be one of the worst teams in the league. So the passing volume will be there. And as long as Cooks is healthy, he'll be that number one guy. And that's a guy that I, I really would love to have as a wide receiver one if I go running back heavy to start. And I'd gladly take him as my wide receiver two or three if I wanted to go receiver heavy. Um, points per game and the boom. Nothing that that's just something I cannot pass on. And that's why he will be my guy uh, for the 2022 season. I don't think there has been a more consistent wide receiver 
in the past eight years. How many years has he been in the league? So I believe he was in the league since 2014. So right around eight years. So this is his eighth year. Eight. Yep. I don't think there's been a more consistent wide receiver. And I mean, I think him having a thousand yard season for four different teams kind of shows that. And uh, you're drafting, uh, you're drafting him as the guy to be kind of your wide receiver two, or maybe even wide receiver three, uh, to just be a floor guy. And that floor is better than so many of these players. Like you're drafting him as almost like a wide receiver two, and you're gonna get those wide receiver two weeks, and you're gonna consistently get them. But you're, you're, you're he's such like a he's like a free pass that you slot into your flex or into your second or third wide receiver slot. You know you're gonna get it. You can. He's Mister Reliable. You can go into Monday night, and he's gonna be there, and he'll you'll be like, all right, I need five points from him. I'm no, I know I'm gonna get it because he's gonna be the sole target in this offense. And that is exciting. And you know he's going to get a few touchdowns just because of it. But I'm with you. I like him a lot. Uh, I It's tricky. I think I like a few of the guys going a little bit after him. Uh, just to name a few. Like Amon Ross St. Brown, Juju, uh, Bateman, uh, even Mooney. Like I like those guys a little bit more just because they provide a little bit of a, that upside. But I know Zach here is a big uh, draft or floor drafter. So that's mm-hmm. like it depends on your draft strategy. So like he's like the perfect guy to take as your wide receiver three, and you know you're gonna get fantastic weeks out of him. Yeah, Kyle, you hit the nail on the head. Like like you said, I'm I'm a floor drafter, and you know for a fact that uh, Brandon Cooks is gonna demand some targets on a weekly basis, and he's gonna haul those targets in. Um, even if he comes out of there with five for twenty yards, you right there is seven points. And that's that's what I need from a guy who's my wide receiver two and my wide receiver three. Um, but I, I think Mike, you made you made some good points that we're going to see some strides from this Texans offense. Um, that everyone in there is going to be grown up by a year, and I think I think especially who's going to help um, Brandon Cooks out is the guy that I actually just took with my last pick there, Nico Collins, um, huge bodied wide receiver, and they drafted him to play uh, the outside position. Um, and, and he's really, I think, developed pretty nicely this offseason. I could see him taking a big step forward, which would in turn help out Brandon Cooks a lot. Um, some of the times when we saw Brandon Cooks operate the best was when he was actually like a two um, in, a, in a certain offense where uh, he didn't have to, you know, he didn't have to create separation or find holes in an offense on his own. It just kind of happened naturally because he wasn't the number one um, threat to opposing defenses. So I, I think that Nico Collins is really going to help Brandon Cooks out just in his development. Um, so I, I I do I like Brandon Cooks, um, and, and I would be very happy to get him as a wide receiver two or three for my offense. So I'm right there with you, Mike. I, lo- I love the pick. Yeah, we got some pretty solid my guys here, and and it's pretty interesting. As I'm looking at it, there is a real possibility that one of us can end up with all three of them, um, including Pittman, which is all of our guys. Um, if that happens, are, are we just giving somebody the lead trophy right off the bat or what's going <laughs> on there? No, then I'm going to actively try to do a little bit more, more research to find other guys that I need <laughs> to take you down, to take down this juggernaut that our league has and probably send you some very high value trade offers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Well, gentlemen, I think we're going to wrap there. We finished our draft. If you're tuning in on YouTube, you can view this lovely board here. But, fellas, as always, pleasure chatting with you. Some quick housekeeping. Uh, I'm going to start off with Manscaped. They're an incredible sponsor. They have incredible products. Uh, Mike, I'm still waiting on you to give me your testimonial. But either way, we've all tried it. We've all loved it. They're fantastic. Uh, use code first seed, get 20% off, and you're going to love it. Your, your lady's going to love it. And it's you nothing but benefit from enjoying it. Would it be considered a testimonial? Oh, now we're thinking. I think so. You're on to something. <laughs> You're on to something. <laughs> and then thank you to Underdog. Uh, we we talk about them too much. But basically, use code first seed, 100, 100% deposit match. You put in $100, up to $100. You get $100 back. Or you put in $10, you get $10 back. Put in what you want to play with, and you get that back uh, if you use code first seed. and. Hop into a few best balls. There are constantly this past week. There have been like three random three dollar uh, contests that have just been filling up within like hours. Uh, those are a blast. They're fun. Join up. It's best ball. You draft and you set it and forget it. You don't have to set your lineups every week, so you can join as many of them as you want uh, and just love it. Love your life and probably win a couple million dollars if you draft the best team. So. Code first seed, 100% deposit match. And fellas, it was lovely chatting with you. Always a pleasure. As always, great time. Can't wait to see who ends up with these my guys in the next week or so here. And uh, we're ready to go. If you guys, uh, anybody watching has any questions, same as always, just reach out to us. We're more than happy to get back to you, give give you our opinions on what we think on some things, and prepare you as best as we can for draft weekend. Absolutely. We're here to help. So shoot us a DM, a comment, follow us on Twitter, send us some messages. We'll help you. We're here to help and just let us know how we can. So fellas, have a great day. See you. See you around. Thanks for listening to the First Seed Fantasy Podcast. Till next time. Till next time. 